0: You're listening to episode 287 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Have you ever thought about the word excellence and what it really means? Are you living a life full of excellence? I'll be honest, it's not something I had really consciously thought about until speaking with this week's guest. Yinka Adabenle is a former financial services professional turned author, excellence strategist, and excellence coach. She's also a mother of three. Her goal and life's purpose is to equip leaders with transformational habits and systems of excellence. After having worked in various leadership roles in the financial sector and living a good-on-paper, no-worry life, she found herself without a job during the financial crash in 2008 heavily pregnant with her second child and was stressing about her family's future. She then realized she no longer wanted to work for someone else. She wanted to dictate her future. So she went on a self-discovery journey and up-leveled her life and herself in order to never find herself in this situation again. Yinka has spent years gaining mastery on habits and systems of excellence that continue to yield outstanding results for her. She now teaches those systems and habits to her clients and various organizations. But before I introduce you to Yinka and this epic conversation we have, here's your little reminder that we've got podcast merch. (laughs) That's right. You can now rep your favorite podcast with our signature t-shirts, long-sleeve tees, tanks, hoodies, stickers, and mugs. By visiting the shop section on mindbizlife.com, we also have a full spiritual section on there as well. So if Kevin, you know, the actual podcast branded stuff isn't, isn't your forte, we have loads of other stuff as well. Just head over to mindbizlife.com and check out the shop section. All right. Are you ready to meet Yinka? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go.
1: And life conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your
0: host, Lauren Smith. Hi, Inka. Welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation.
1: Hi, Lauren. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's a real honor. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely.
0: You know, I have a bundle of questions to unleash. <laughs> but before we get there, I'm curious to know how you went from a financial service professional to an author excellent strategist and excellence coach will you share a bit of your journey with us and how you got to this point in life
1: absolutely i'll be happy to do that so um my journey to becoming all of those things that you mentioned um dates all the way back to 2000 and 2004. wow so lauren um, right before I left grad school in 2004, I had this fantastic position lined up at um, one of the largest investment banks in the world. It was a dream role. So I started off um, in that space, in the financial services space. And, you know, I loved it. I loved working in that space. Um, and then yeah, all was well, all was going well. And in 2009, at the height of the financial services Ooh, yeah. uh, <laughs> At the end of the financial recession, excuse me, I don't remember, but the financial services um, industry was hit the hardest. So in 2009, I found myself without a job. My entire department literally was um, eliminated. I found myself without a job. I was heavily pregnant with my second child, and my husband and I just purchased our first home back Whoa. then. So all of that coupled together and I was, you know, I was much younger, I didn't know any of what I know now. So all of that coupled together, up it brought on a deep sense of anxiety and just a deep sense of hopelessness. I just, I couldn't see um, any way out of that hole. I didn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And um, it was during that time, it was at a routine pregnancy checkup. Cause I was, I think I was about eight months pregnant actually at a routine pregnancy checkup that um and you know, i thought you know like a regular checkup but after that after you know checking the vitals and everything my doctor the ob pulled me into his office and he sat me down and i thought you know that's strange you know we do what we have to do and then you know i'm yeah. on my way he had this very puzzled look on his face and then he just, i remember him looking me squarely in the face and he said yinka what is going on i'm like what do you mean what do you mean it was like what is going on because there's something definitely going on um you know your vitals like you know the numbers like what is going on well lauren what i thought i had covered very well and masked very well was that you know over the last several days weeks actually you know just thinking about you know being in that hopeless situation i would wake up in the middle of the night heavily pregnant Mm -hmm. almost you know having I guess what you would call a panic attack sweating profusely trying to think my way out of this seemingly hopeless situation and then um I'll go back to bed wake up in the morning and you know get my my I think it was two or one my two-year-old son ready for daycare and all of that you know just carrying on as if nothing and I thought I had that covered well and the doctor but obviously not and the doctor said to me he said whatever it is that you're doing that's bringing this much stress on you, you need to stop. And he said, you know, I would hate for you to develop serious complications this far along in your pregnancy. Yeah. Lauren, that was a wake up call, you (sighs) know, whatever going on, I thought to myself, okay, gosh, the last thing I need right now is for, you know, is to develop health issues or to harm the baby, you know, due to my own actions. So I remember driving home that day, just, thinking and just you know just deeply reflecting and um you know I just I remember just saying to myself you know you have to do better you have to do better so over the next several days um several weeks actually I just you know I I just looked at life like my my life as a whole holistically I deeply reflected and then so I came up with this um this conclusion basically. Okay, there are things I have no control over, and there are things that I have control over. And I decided that okay, I don't know how, I didn't even know how then. I said, the things that I have control over, I will do, you know, I'll do my best to ensure that I don't, you know, find myself in this situation again. Yeah. And then um, after doing my very best, you know, those things that I have no control over, I'll just let it be. So coming up with that decision led onto this journey of self-development personal development and you know and it was on that journey that's where um i discovered excellence and lauren you know i discovered that you know there's a there's a regular way to do things there's a regular way to do things but there's a better way there's an excellent way of doing things that yields great dividends great results and so when i um stumbled upon this principle so to speak of excellence i applied it to all different areas of my life so as i um applied principles of excellence to my finances, for example, I saw the results and then I moved on to other areas. And, um, it was on that journey that I found clarity. I found I started my company. I became an excellence coach, you know, an author. And then, but more importantly, um, I'm now able to use those same principles that have transformed my life for the better. I'm now able to use those same principles to help others and, you know, help them, uncover the bottlenecks, um, the pain points that in the way of them being the people of purpose of living that life of fulfillment, life of excellence and purpose that, that I believe that we've all been placed on this planet to live. So yeah, that's my story.
0: Wow. You're so amazing because I just want to hone in on that fact that here you are, eight months pregnant with your second. And uh, if anyone's listening in their parent, you know that as a second time, mom, you are already more overwhelmed in the, in the midst of your pregnancy because you have another child to care for. So like your art, your needs are already stretched thin. And then to lose your job, have a new home with a mortgage, like it, to be so deep rooted, rooted in that hopelessness feeling. How have you reflected back on that day and really, that kind of had that like aha moment of wow, in the midst of my hopelessness, it was almost the universe kind of pivoting my entire life. Like your entire life changed in, in that eight month of pregnancy.
1: It's so funny. You know, Lauren, I didn't actually start to do that until um recently because then I was just full, you know, my mindset was just, okay, we just have to let's just get out of the situation. Like I didn't know how. Yeah. But um I'll tell you what, though, you know, in addition to living my job and everything, I guess this, you know, going to you know business school, like getting an MBA and all of that, like they, it's almost like they prep you for this, you know, like go work for this huge institutions kind of thing. Yeah. So my world, my worth was defined by that. My roles in the financial services space, all the certifications, the degrees and all of that. So when I lost that job, it was i was it was the rug had been pulled from under me underneath me and i was you know a shell of myself but you know now um looking back gosh it's been how many years i was like many many years 12 years plus more looking you know in retrospect you know i'm i'm so thankful that happened because now um you know i know what it, it means to live a life of purpose because otherwise out of and as you know there's i don't think well there's nothing like we all i you know we all have different callings, different purposes but i would have continued in that rat race i would have you know i wouldn't probably wouldn't even know any better basically yeah. so yes you know looking back now i can very very gladly say that yes i am um glad that happened um you know that episode changed the trajectory of my life forever and for the better
0: oh wow just I, it, and it's so powerful to just be able to have that moment of reflection and say, you know, that one choice, cause you, you could have gotten stuck in that you could have gone to look for another financial position, right? Like you could have just continued that, but you chose to pivot and you chose to, to choose growth and development of self. And I'm, I'm curious to know what, what really led you to excellence? Like what, let's, maybe we should start here. What is excellence at its core?
1: Right. Um, At its very core, excellence really is just being the best version of of yourself. Mm. Being the best version of yourself. You know, it's, and I I think I kind of see this now now that, you know, I, for what I do, it's almost like, you know, if you're not intentional about life, by default, we just want to do the barest minimum. We just want to almost coast through life and just expect all these great things to happen. But um life isn't that way, as we put now, it doesn't work that way. Excellence, it's just, you know, showing up as the best version of yourself in whatever it is that you're doing, you know something, be the best, wherever it is that you are, wherever you are right now, um, even if it's that, even if it's not your ultimate, you know something, just be the best where you are right now. So it's just that having that mindset of, okay, going that extra mile, for example. Okay, um, when I get up today, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll do the best with, what I have at my disposal—that's excellence at its mm. core. Mm.
0: So, when it comes to creating a life that we are our best selves, we are living in excellence. How do we develop the habits of excellence in our everyday
1: life? Mm. So that's a that's a great question. Um, developing the habits of excellence—it's you know you have to deeply reflect and you have to you know look deeply within and know you. And it's almost as though, you know, I lived, um, um, when I had that, when the incident happened back in 2009, you know, I'd lived for that long on earth. And it was almost as though I didn't even know myself. Yes. Um, purpose evolved, but you, you know, you really need to sit down and know who you are as a person. What are your strength areas? What are your weaknesses? And, um, and what are those areas in life that I you, you need to work on? And then um and choose to do better. A very good example. So the the biggest area for me back then was finances. And you know, I kept asking myself this question: how can I be a better steward of um my finances so i don't i don't find myself in the situation again when the next you know pandemic or major recession or whatever it is happens basically so i took it upon myself to learn everything i could i could to be a better steward of my finances and as i learned i applied as i applied the principles you know i got better i saw the results and so it's just you know, it's not like it's basically just looking at your life, basically, and just check that, you know what, I'm just going to be, you know, this, this is the one life that I have. It's for the most part, it's a, you know, it's a short one. We don't, we don't, we don't live till we're a thousand years old, but in, for whatever period of time that I'm here, I'm going to be the best and do the best with the resources that I have. I'm not even going to focus so much on what I do not have, but what I have and we've all we've all been blessed with much, I'll do the, I'll do the best with it.
0: Mm, Yeah. And that's like, it's almost like being okay with where you're at in that moment of of truly living in the present, not thinking about the future not thinking about the past, just sitting with self and, and being okay with that, what we've had a podcast guest call it the messy middle, which, which I like, you know, it's like, maybe it's not super clear right now, but, but if you can even take one action step forward, it's going to help propel your life into the right direction.
1: Exactly. And you hit the nail right on the head, Lauren. And that was, and that's, that's what I did. I didn't, I didn't have a clear picture. I just took the next best step. Mm-hmm. Even though I worked finance, as I worked on self, I, you know, the next best available um, step. But what I didn't do was just, you know, um, whenever I hit an obstacle, sit down, there, you know, just like, okay, that, that's what I give up. Or whenever it wasn't clear, whenever I it got us though, oh gosh, you know, am i actually making any progress or is it? No, I didn't. I didn't let that deter me. I just took the next best step because mm-hmm. life is right, life. Life is progressive. Um, I just took the next best step, and I as I took the next best step, um, you know, then the next one I unfolded and so on and so forth. So just taking that next best step available to you, not not having that sense of hopelessness of you no, know, this is it, or you know, come up with a narrative that's false just to appease. Yeah your, you know, your sense of, I don't know, laziness, mediocrity, whatever you want to call it. But no, just knowing that, you know, there's better, you know, I I can do better. It didn't work out um, this time around or it didn't work out this way. Let me try that way. Let me, Hmm. let me, let me try this other method, but not just giving up on self basically. How
0: do you know when it's time to just surrender and maybe not do so much? And when it is time to take a step, because I almost feel like that can be a, a type. A tight rope to walk, right? Like we have this point of like where we can be doing so much that it's a little counterproductive, or or you know, like it's not actually helping. Um, right. And then so we we have to surrender, but then we still have to take action. So how do we kind of balance the two of those?
1: Right, and that's a that's a great question, and you know, I'm glad you had that because that it happened to me not too too long ago. All right, so um, the best way, and the only I guess the only really the only way that I know to explain this is through. Um, my faith and mm. my okay. So I'm a Christian. I believe in the teachings of the Bible. um I subscribe to the teachings of Jesus Christ, and I strongly believe that we are um we are graced. We have a grace. We have an an enablement, so to speak, for specific seasons of our lives. Mm. So where you know we're doing stuff that someone from the outside will look at you and think, "Oh my gosh, she's a superwoman or he's a superman." Yeah. But we just have the grace for that season, right? And then it's it's very it's for a specific particular season, and it's almost like like when when that grace dries up, it's like you know it's time to move. It's things become harder. Things that used to be um, easy, like you start to sense it. it's almost like there's like a rumbling. You can't put your finger on it, but deep down you know that maybe this isn't you know maybe this is this season of my life is over. Yeah, maybe um, this you know it's it's time to do. You might not even have a clear picture. You just have to get that deep sense of you know. I think it's time to maybe move on to something else, or maybe an idea that it's almost like a like a God whisper. Sometimes it's almost like an idea that you've been toying with, mm-hmm. but then for whatever reason you didn't, you you haven't made the move. Yeah. But then, and because maybe you um you've been lingering for too long in this particular season, but things become more difficult. Um, you just things that used to be easy. Things that used to um used to just get up, you know, get out of bed and go do. Uh, it's like, oh my gosh, like you don't want to do it anymore. It's and you start to wonder, oh my, but I could do that with with ease, you yeah. know, yeah. because you have the enablement, the grace. But once that grace lifts, um, you know, you would know, like you start to sense that okay, it's time to move on to the next level or to you know, um, to the next season. And again, it's not like oh, you get a clear picture, just mm-hmm. take the best step and um, you know just keep taking the, the next best steps basically
0: yeah and just and just keep taking them and, and when it comes to deciding your best step is that to you, are you leading with your intuition on that? Or are you also, is it like a full body, like my logic and my intuition align on this? Because sometimes we can have that inner voice that, that should, right? Like I should be doing this. And that may be counter intuitive to us, right? Like I, I should be taking this step but that doesn't feel right to me. So, when we're talking about the next steps towards excellence, is this like to a full mind body experience? Like your mind and your body have to
1: be on the same page? Um. Oh, no. I do my research. Like I do. I'm a very political person, too. Yeah. Very analytical as well. So, yes, you get that. You know, you, I guess you're, you have the intuition component. But then, you know, we have, a, I mean, we have our brains. It's not, you know, we are giving this brains for nothing. Right. You want to do, your, you know, you want to really look into it. You want to dig deeply as well, because, um, you know, no one ever has it 100% correct. But you want, you want to ensure that you have enough information to even know what you're doing. You and yeah. I just. Stepping out blindly, you know, just, okay. You know, just going by your intuition for me, it's a big part of me because, you know, I'm a person of faith, but then I also want to know what I'm doing. Okay. If I, if I feel this is the next step that I should be taking. Okay. How, what should I do? You know, um, how should I do it? How much is, is it gonna cost? If you're if you have to start a business, for example, you don't just go start a business. You want to you know know how much it's gonna cost, what's gonna be involved in it, the time, you know, what kind of resources do you need, what do you have on hand right now that mm-hmm. you can, what do you need to get? So it just it's yeah, different factors, different components come into play um, before um, you know I take that next best step. And sometimes you know and you know that yes for a big step, yes I'll do all that. And sometimes, you know, the I, I'm trying to cover an example. Maybe the next best step for someone else would be, okay, you know, you want to start on a health journey, but then just so intimidated by, you know, people that run marathons and, um, you know, like long distance runners or, you know, the next best step, best step for you could be, you know, getting up an hour earlier and then go for a walk. Mm, right. Yeah. That could be the next best step. You know, it doesn't have to be anything grandiose. It yeah. could be... Just, okay, setting your alarm getting up an hour earlier and then just going for a walk. you start with that and then yeah. we progress again and then run it just so it doesn't have to be anything huge, anything um big. but what is the next what is the next best step that you know that you can take on this journey?
0: Oh, I love that because then it, it that simplifies it and i I hadn't really been conscious of this until you said that until you said it, but I guess this was probably five, six years ago, I was, um, in Bali at the Bali spirit festival. And I was listening to this amazing woman. I wish I could remember her name right now, but she was, you know, doing a speaking, we were doing this journaling exercise and it was, um, trying like figuring out, right. Like how, like where you could grow and in, in whatever area. And mm-hmm. of course your mind in that moment goes to like all of these major things, right? Like it's like very big. And she, yeah. Almost like brought us back home. And she was like, wait a second. So if you're a busy mom of two kids and you're saying that you're you want to run a marathon, right? But you haven't even started to walk every day. Right. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a stretch for you. So you're not gonna be walking. Maybe maybe right now in your life, you know you're not gonna be walking six days a week, five days a week, but you know that you could walk every Tuesday and Thursday, Exactly. Uh, give yourself that permission to just do it Tuesdays and Thursdays and be okay with that. And I hadn't actually thought of that as a step of excellence to just taking that forward action and allowing it to, to, to be what it can be, to be what it is without having to place these expectations or parameters around it, just doing the next best step right exactly. in front of you.
1: Exactly. And you, yeah. And that's absolutely, that's correct because you, um, waking up and deciding to walk twice a week, um, and then committing to that and doing that consistently makes you way better off than where you are. Um, okay. two months ago, that is a step that's a, actually a major step of excellence. You're, you're doing way better than you were before. Just mm-hmm. cause you know that, okay, this, um, Because you're aware, you're cognizant of the benefits that you are actually going to get from taking those steps. So it's not always something huge or something major. It's just because it's a little, you know, all of those little habits, those little positive changes that we make to Mm. become a better version of ourselves, they all add up. They add up one giant step. No, it's the little steps that we, you know, the little tweaks, the little changes that we make in this area and that area, all of those add up to make us people whole people of excellence and you know i'm such to see excellent manifest in different areas of our lives
0: yeah and as moms like we don't have babies expecting our babies to come out already running yeah <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> There are steps. We don't expect them to be able to hold up their head by themselves. We don't even expect them to walk before they crawl. Right. And like they first have to learn how to roll over first. So like there are these steps like we we are now able bodied adults who can do all these things, but we didn't start like this, we we started very dependent on someone else for the first, you know, 18 years really of our lives. I mean, I feel like I'm still dependent on people, but we sometimes forget that it's not an overnight thing. Like it it takes these little tiny step-by-steps. But one thing I do want to talk about that you, you kind of focus on is is knowing yourself. And I think this is where values also come into play. I think values are something that we have all thought about, at least once on some level. But what are the core values that really determine who you are? Hmm. That's a
1: that's a great question, Lauren. That's a great question. And um, you know, knowing yourself, like I mentioned before, it's no more your strengths are and what mm-hmm. your weaknesses are. And um, how does that happen? That happens through um, just evaluating, just thinking, just taking time out to think, and just you know assess things on a regular basis. And um, so, yeah, I you know for me, I, you know, I had I had no choice anyway because I had to do that. I had to do that to get better. And yeah. you, know, I, you know, I know what my strengths are, and I run with my strengths, and I know my areas of weakness where you know either. You know, um, I have the tools, you know, the support system to help me in those areas. So those, you know, because we're not, um, you know, we're not perfect beings. We're all, it's, our uh, flaws. We all, we're fallible beings. And that's what makes us mm. human. But just knowing, not being in denial, just knowing, being humble enough to identify those, um, those, those core values, so to speak. Yeah. Um, helps us to be who we are. Yeah. I- I Question,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you use tools like journaling to help you get clear on this? Like, for you writing it out, or for any of your clients, is is journaling, or or what other tools help you to kind of gain bring this to to your conscious mind? Because a lot of times we're operating on these subconscious patterns and routines that we we know, right? Like, we do know, but if it's not brought to our conscious mind, then you're having that aha moment. (laughs) So, uh, is there any tools or that you suggest for your clients to use? To, to really get clear on self?
1: Yeah, that, uh, that's a great question. Yes, um, there, there are several, but um, I, I wanna use this analogy and I think it will, I think this would help a great deal. Okay, so in storytelling, um, a narrative, you get to learn more about the character or the different personalities in the narrative, in, this, in the story through events. Mm. It applies to us as well. We get to know more about her- ourselves through when major events happen, mm. when, you know, major, through major, major episode, life episodes or event, that's when the real us comes out. When life is good, you know, we're just coasting through, you know, life. No, we don't really get to know, learn about us then. I mean, someone, um, you know, someone, someone offends you, like the way you reacted. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know. How did you re- react? Did you react like Lauren would want to react? You know, did I react like I wanted to, or did yeah. I, or did brilliant hair show up? You know,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's an area that we still need to work on. And yeah. so that's one. That's one way of getting to know ourselves. Um, and there are other tools out there. Journaling definitely. Journaling. I'm a. Oh gosh, I have, I have like, I have innumerable number of journals. Same um, girl, same. Uh, <laughs> junkie like i have in the world so i'm you know big big, big, love journaling and then if you even take it you know like a um there are different there are assessment tools um i don't know if you've ever heard or used strength finders i'm a big fan of that yes
0: yes that but it has only recently been brought to me and i was like this is amazing
1: (laughs) so there's the the maya brick you know they're i mean they're not um uh, where we're at all but you know they give you insight you get insights into who you are so mm-hmm. if you all those different tools like couple them together you're gonna get a good sense and understanding for who you really are because again um one of the traits of an excellent person is just always learning always learning from experts mm-hmm. one is why i like the strength planner so much is because of the amount of research that backs up their findings and um, I don't know if you've read the book, but you know, they have different um suggestions right. and they deal with, okay, so if if this is you if, if you're an achiever, um, for example, well, this is this is how you can balance things out. This is how you know you can maybe role job roles like this will appeal to you. They appeal more to your personality type and things like that. So just using all those different tools. There's no, I don't think there's one way. Yeah. But most importantly, um paying attention, particularly um when major episodes or life events happen, pay attention to how you react. Um, you know, for a very long time I was under the. I used to say to myself, oh, you know, I'm very um, you know, I'm very mellow and I'm very, you know, uh, oh I'm very mellow, I'm very quiet. And but truly I'm actually very impulsive. I am I can go from one to a hundred in real <laughs> like
0: quick. A, like you snap
1: and then, There's right you go.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> and then go back, you know, one to a hundred like a millisecond and then come back right down like nothing. Yeah. You know, like I never really paid attention to that before, but, um, you know, it has its good sides and it has its bad sides, but it's good to know. So I can, you know, balance that. Yeah, And that's even more important when you're, you know, in, in a leadership role, Mm. because now if you're in a leadership position, it's not just about you anymore. The, if the, your decision, the things I do. Has um, ripple effects. They all have ripple effects. their the your decisions and their effects are compounded. They affect others. So
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because they're they're turning to you, and and if you're in this mode of reaction instead of response, then then that tells a lot about you. And if you are you know a, a business leader, or you you know you're a CEO and you have this company and you're constantly reactive, reactive, reactive. Is that the workplace that you're going to want to be in? Because Chances are, then your team will also be reactive, or they may not even want to work for you. Whereas if you're responsive and responsive coming from that place of consciousness and a lot of grace, too, right? Like, I and I I notice like this also comes up if we take it away from work, it comes up in parenting all the time, like all the dang time. I, I've I've noticed that when my oldest daughter would ask me some of those hard questions right like the oldest one always hits you with those challenges first um and they kind of like throw you off your rocker like whoa i was not ready for that i had to realize that my reaction was Everything. It was everything because it then was, is my reaction coming from a place of judgment? Is my reaction coming from from a place of fear? Either way, if it's a more of a low vibrational reaction versus response, my daughter may not trust me later. She may not feel safe coming to me later. She may not ask me, she might ask Google and we all know we don't want them asking Google because you can't unsee things. So I had to get real with myself and say, okay, how can I change? So I'm not reactive in that moment, but I'm responsive. And the best thing that I could find for myself, and this has worked for me is to say, I'm going to answer your question, but I need some time to think about the best way to answer it. Because one that allows me to kind of like have my holy crap moment, you know, right, if, right. if I need it, <laughs> like where did this come from? But then to also just really sit with it and say, okay, what would 11 year old Lauren need it to hear in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Like, what what would I have needed? What does she need, and what is the best way to deliver it? So I think sometimes we can give ourselves that that grace of finding that middle ground of of saying, like, I I know how I would typically respond, so it's a good way to counterbalance my typical response and kind of change it so that I can move in a way that feels more aligned and higher vibrational.
1: Yes. Yes. That's great. That's yeah. That's excellent. Lauren.
0: Well, as I was on this, this topic of parenting, we have a lot of parents tune into the (laughs) podcast and I know you're a mama yourself. So how can we really help our children develop habits and excellence so that when they're 30 or 40 something year olds, they already have these tools of life mastery?
1: You know, um, yeah, another great question, Lauren. With children, I have three. I have three of, of my own. And um, I just realized that, you know, we can, you know, we can talk the talk, but the kids learn from they look at us, they yeah. talk, um so it's through setting the right examples and just you know, yes, there's conversations that I need to that we need to have with them. We got in, you know, different parts you know different components or parts of life and as we help them to become people of excellence but it's really again it's just understanding who we are and just setting those right, right examples um taking it back to finance you know we can say you know can say to the kids um you know um you have to be financially disciplined you know you have to be great um stewards of your financing of your finances but are you modeling that at home you know because they're mm. they're everything yeah. that you t- are you modeling that at home, basically? Or we can um, We can say, oh, you know, um, a great leader, actually, like we were just talking about right now, a great a great leader um, has controlled emotions. A, a, a great leader has mastery over their emotion. You know, they're not easily given to anger. Um, but then, you know, and then we say to them, well, you know, you're going to become great leaders one day. So make sure you have mastery <laughs> over your emotions or make sure, you know, self-control is a big thing. But are we... Modeling that at home, you know. Right.
0: Are we uh, losing it every 10 seconds or are we egg, actually in egg, control of our emotions? <laughs>
1: you know, and we're just talking about how, you know, when, if you're busy or if you're maybe, you're, you know, you're on your laptop or whatever, if your two-year-old um, interrupts you, do you snap back? Is it like, what is it again for the hundredth time? You know, like we right. have, so it's just, it's really through modeling. I think um, mm-hmm. understanding what those um, principles and qualities of excellence are and, um and showing that we're living them out in us in our lives as our children model after us
0: do you believe that when we set these these um this this way of excellence for ourselves which inevitably we, we're treating ourselves better do you think that also demonstrates to others how how we I want to say like want to be treated, but also like the vibration of energy that we're getting off. Like, let's say like, does your husband see a clear difference as to the Yinka from 10 years ago to now? Like because of the way that you're living your life
1: out loud. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, we are the ones that teach, you know, knowingly or unknowingly. We are the ones that are teaching others how to treat us. Mm teach others how to treat us in the way we carry ourselves, the way we talk, the way we, in our responses, we treat others how to treat us. So because, so if I'm wanting to be um, treated properly, I better ensure that I'm carrying myself and, you know, living my life out properly so to speak so yes absolutely absolutely because you know if i say to myself you know i'm a person of high standards and and not just you know like in a demanding way of you know but i'm a i'm a person of quality you know i, I better you know ensure that i'm evaluating my life on a regular basis to ensure that all that i do i do i do it with quality I mean, i'm still human you know i still miss the mark but for the most part you know I strive for quality I strive for excellence because I and mean, then people respond people respond to that we teach people how to treat us and how we carry ourselves the way we talk the way we live our lives on a day-to-day basis.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's, and that in itself is huge. And a lot of the times it's, it's that mirroring effect. Are you, are you demonstrating, right? Like, so if you're saying that uh, loyalty is one of my uh, biggest core values, but you're not a loyal person yourself, right? Like why, why I, would people treat you with loyalty, you know? So, or if respect is one of them, but you're not respecting yourselves, why would they respect you? So when we're, when we're showing ourselves and and we're being that person and we're holding true to those core values, then yeah, you're absolutely right. We are demonstrating how we want to be
1: treated. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And even, um, just to, um, add on to what you just said, another example of time, if Mm. you, to everyone around, you, you know, I'm a very punctual person. Um, I'm always on time, but then, um, you know, you always show up five, 10, 15 minutes late to every single event. Well, if they do the same thing, um, the next time you're meeting for lunch or for dinner, and then they show up 15 minutes late, you can't say anything. Yeah. Because You, you told them because you showed up the last five events, you showed up late. So if they, and then, you know, you're just, you're saying the, you're just talking the talk and not walking the walk. So if right. they try to show up 15 minutes late next time, you can't, you can't really say anything, but if you show up punctually, um, every single time or the next you know several times that you meet or even if you're running late and you know I was I was having this conversation with my husband the other day I'm like even if say for whatever reason you know you're running late I think make that call make that call and let them know don't just assume that you know they'll be fine they're, they're going to wait for me because you know not everything you know we have control over some issues there times that we don't have control over issues but let them know okay this is the situation so even if you're late yeah, I as you made that call. You let them know that, okay, X, Y, Z is going on. So this is why I'm going to be 15 minutes late as opposed to not just showing up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, gosh, yeah. like Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I think the person on the other end, if you were the one showing up late, they're going to give you more grace because you thought of them, you were giving them courtesy because you don't know, you may have been meeting them for lunch and they only had a 30 minute lunch break. And if you're 15 minutes late, well, maybe we should just pick another time. You know, like no hard feelings. I understand things happen, but if you would have made me wait and I missed half my lunch break and then had to shove all my food down my throat really fast, I might be a little cranky with you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels, yeah, you're showing courtesy and then you're you showing that you value them, that you respect yes. them, the time as well.
0: Yes. And all of those core values that I'm sure that person embodies as well and, and wants to be demonstrative exactly. <laughs> oh, Yinka, I know you have so much more to share with us. Where can our audience go to connect with you further?
1: Oh, yes. Well, um, so I'm on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, um, LinkedIn, my full name, Yinka Dbenle. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, by the, um, tag ways of excellence. I'm on Facebook. Um, ways of excellence as well. And I also have, I have a book, actually. So I have a book that sort of, it deals with um, this topic of excellence. So basically, it's a, it's a biography of a leader, of a leader who lived, um, who excelled on the work front, on the, he was a phenomenal leader on the work front. But um, we see how not paying attention to his core values, his qu- qualities in his, um, personal life, we see how that all, um, how it affected him basically. Mm-hmm. And so in that book, I highlight um, major life lessons, principles of excellence, so to speak, at the end of each chapter. It's it's called Joab, King David's Top General, Essential Lessons on Character, Character Development. It's, um, if you go on my website, you still have the information. It's available on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, and everywhere books are sold online.
0: Oh, you are crushing it, Yinka. My goodness. I will be sure to link all of that on this week's episode notes. Yinka, you are a powerhouse and you are such a bright light in this world. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Lauren, thank you so much. I truly, truly enjoyed our conversation. Um, Thank you for having me on your podcast, your amazing, amazing podcast. Go listen to Lauren's other episodes, if you haven't, uh, her podcast is just amazing. Thank you so much.
0: Yinka is just one big bright light in this world, and my golly, is she amazing. I've linked Yinka's website and social channels on this week's episode notes, found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And be sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Feel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.